Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. Things are changing from a third or fourth dimensional world to something different where we are interested in new ways to create peace within ourselves and with others. Ascension means different things to different folks, but there are similar stories, and more energy is available to us to raise our vibration. We've noticed that we can connect with spirit faster, move energy around quicker, and time is speeding up. The way we use words is changing, carrying new vibrations, and the way we interpret events is expanding. We are letting go of old ways of thinking and beliefs that do not serve us anymore, and we're asking different questions of ourselves and our world. For you mediums out there and you psychics out there, look for the call to service in a new way, with the other side ready to collaborate, and this can take the form of music, art, or some sort of design or public expression. The way we define love is getting bigger, and there are always bigger, brighter ways to surf, so grab your boards. Let's ride the waves of our new ascension, psychic, or spiritual spaces together and share our stories. My guest today is musician, light worker, and astrologer Elizabeth Pendleton. Elizabeth is a regularly featured book reviewer on the Hay House Book Club on Hay House Radio, and she has surfed these waves many times before. Today, we take a look at the new year and the upcoming excitement with Uranus and Pluto alignments, Jupiter going into the constellation of Leo, and more. Let's just jump right in, and if you want to find out more about Elizabeth, please find her at elizabethsoracle.co, or you can find her at reverbnation.com forward slash elizabethsoracle. So Elizabeth, tell me about uh, the cardinal cross and cardinal signs. There's something about that that's coming up. Yes, and so as we look through April, this this is one of the big aspects of the year that's going to continue to build. We have something called a grand cardinal cross forming and what that means is each of the cardinal signs Aries, Cancer, Libra and Capricorn have a planet in them and in this case it's most of them are the bigger slower moving planets that have a larger collective influence and so April 20th through 24th they're all going to be at 13 degrees so it's <laughs> it's an exact tension and in astrology when we have oppositions and um, square so if you you think of a clock that means we have something exactly at let's say 12 13 3 13 6 13 and 9 13 so they are you know what I mean they are all intensely hitting each other and interacting and it's polarities when we talk about the opposition so they're asking us to not be extreme in either way even though each side is holding its own but our job is to kind of mitigate that and to say well where does it make sense you know in the middle or how do I integrate both of these things and then the um, next part of that is the Pluto in Capricorn with Uranus in Aries. That's the next square. Of course, that's a long series we've been talking about for years. Of, um, mm-hmm. Seven Pluto Uranus squares between 2012 and 2015, and this is number five. So we're we're over the hump. But it, thank God. Uh, yeah, but it is coming. Well, fives. Ah, uh, yeah. We'll say we'll talk about that in November when the the next one's there. But uh, yeah, five is I think a big one to get through because it is in right in the middle of this 
cardinal cross being exact and right after a big eclipse. So, um, you know, this one is, is going to be big. And for the people who follow the chart of the United States itself, our country was born on July 4th in 1776 in Philadelphia. So there's actually a chart for that. It's commonly known as the Sibley chart. And so our natal sun is at 13 degrees Cancer, the I should you know I know listeners are from where you and I are Yanks, but um so in our our natal Saturn is at fourteen degrees in Libra, so when we talk about a grand cardinal cross, planets in Cancer, Libra, Pluto, uh, Capricorn, and um, Aries, then they are interacting very strongly and putting very kind of harsh aspects, challenging aspects to our natal sun and our natal Saturn. But Saturn is our lessons. And uh, I just have a lot of faith in Saturn because Saturn, if you guys remember 2007, September, that's when Saturn went into Virgo. And I was actually cheering that because I said, it's going to go get the facts because we knew you know, this was kind of intuitively new. This whole housing bubble was not going to last forever. And when they were letting in people with no money and just interest only mortgages, we knew <laughs> that wasn't good for stability uh, in the long run. And when Saturn got into Virgo, that's the beginning of the crash. That's when you start to get, you know, the stories of the big companies starting to go down. And Virgo is meticulous. It goes through every detail. It doesn't miss anything. And Saturn, again, is our lessons, its restrictions. It's, it was saying, you guys are spending money that you don't have or that you don't make and buying more house than you can afford. And so it's, it usually goes through a sign. It takes two years. And, and now it's going through Scorpio. But our natal Saturn, in other words, where Saturn was when the United States uh, came into being is in Libra. So it's uh, at 14 degrees. And so it'll be uh, affected this year. But I, I think, again, if we can work through these aspects with a sense that this is a time to work things out and maybe keep tightening budgets where we need to uh, and planning, you know, for sustainable growth and, and these kinds of things, then yeah, but I, I tend to be optimistic. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like maybe we've been working towards something that we didn't even know in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, and, and it's with a lot of uh, loss and shaking up and, and there are definitely still big challenges that I think we are addressing. But, you know, you know, my whole theory with the whole Pluto through Capricorn cycle, which is uh, December 2008 till 2023, this is major reform of institutions. So we see this worldwide. And I think through the power of the Internet, through the power of youth, uh, the generation that's inheriting all this technology, uh, we are going to see some groundbreaking uh, solutions, some some real reform, and we're seeing people sometimes forced into it around the world. Uh, but there's and there's also a questioning of the system to whose benefit are these, you know, austerity programs or you know, who's who's benefiting and, and more transparency is coming because this is Pluto. So that's a long aspect that we're now, uh, you know, we're just a, a little over five years into and that's a 15 year cycle. So that's another powerful to me. It's it's a chance to really clean things out and, and bring a real 
revolution and change that will be very positive because the last time Pluto went through Capricorn was 1760 to 1778 and we overthrew monarchy as a rule not just in America you know we 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 inspired Mm -hmm. you know all the other revolutions at that time and really changed uh what had been the fundamental system so I think this time it's it's corporations were or they're going to have to change. Yeah. And speaking of change, I mean, what about at a personal level? It seems like we're all kind of doing this all the time now. Like every day is another chance to just be someone different from the day before. Yeah. I I think that, uh, again, this retrogradation in the personal planets for the first half of the year is again it started at winter solstice and will last through july 1st that really is and i just would say the biggest thing we get to do is have the peace or the happiness or the fulfillment whatever it is now you know and Mm -hmm. it becomes so clear in terms of what is not you know or what is unlike happiness or peace or well-being it's a vibration that comes into your life through a, a situation, a group, a person. Uh, and it's so clear when you are resonating with what you really are, you know, and really want to be. And I don't think it has to be like a goal setting thing like, oh, well, I, you know, after I do this, then I'll have peace. Or when I get that, I'll be happy. I, I think that that's the wrong way about it. I think you can have that wellness and well-being and be part of that you know, yeah. effervescent energy anytime. And you just kind of notice when anything that is not that energy comes into your field, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's how it's felt. I mean, has it felt that way to you too? Like, it, It's felt a lot more, a lot more energy is talking to me now. I, I mean, I didn't think it could get more right. than, it, than it has been over the last, you know, yeah. years that I've been on this path, but now it just seems like, wow, every sort of situation or contemplation over something, it's like, wow, I think something different now from when I woke up this morning Wow, or this other information or spiritual information or energy that's I'm looking at and interpreting. I'm gleaning something else from it that I didn't know or didn't understand before. It doesn't feel so um, rigid. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably part of that increasing vibration and frequency. You know what I mean? This we're yeah. more, we're able to read the energy faster, and and all this, you know, thoughts or things and stuff that started, you know, so long ago. Now it seems like doesn't it seem like a billion years ago? Like what the belief and the secret that seems like, you know, seems like a long oh time gosh. ago. I've also noticed this tapping into what my original plan was on the planet. And it kind of comes to me in shapes and colors and pictures. And it's kind of like a storyboard, but uh, it's very fluid. And uh, that's not something that has been there before. So there's something about intention that seems to be expanding. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I would, to me, that seems like during the Pisces cycle, that will be yeah. coming into you about the 18th of February, I believe. It's going to start yeah. this year. It starts pretty early. Um, that is a, always my favorite time to work with um, 
not only preparing for the new astrological year, but Pisces is just so great for meditation and contemplation. And, uh, you know, we already have Neptune there, so you don't even really have to wait till the sun goes into Pisces or Mercury goes into Pisces. Um, you know, but, but those aspects can definitely add to it. And so the, I just feel like, yeah, through meditation, uh, and I'm noticing people like shorter meditations lately. They don't need to yes. do an hour or, I mean, that just seems unthinkable yeah. almost anymore, like a half an hour. But I'm so glad you're saying <laughs> this because it's, that, that's been happening over the last couple of years where the meditations are less and you require less. And, yeah, you, you can know. get in there really, really quickly. Yeah, that's I that's what I, I definitely see people able to do and what really fits in their lives too. But yeah, I think energetically it, where where the intention is really strong, people can pull in the energy that they need really, really quickly. What are you noticing with clients these days? You know, I was thinking about that the other day and um yeah, it's just kind of amazing the the work people are doing, the questions that people no longer ask anymore. I mean, I'm just uh, I don't know how much you know what what's all going. Oh, I've talked with a lot you know other light workers too, but I don't feel like people are stuck anymore. I feel like they're really taking responsibility for their lives. They're yeah. they're so self aware. Uh, yeah. They're taking good care of themselves. It's interesting. I the people who are really making progress are the ones who are willing to look at you know, all of themselves, the shadow self, the, the happy self, the, you know, all of that, and then call from that and integrate it and, and bring it into the world, you know, and just trusting that it's perfection. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm glad you're using that word because I've ha- kind of noticed this other dark side of perfection coming out in the spaces that I end up in every mm-hmm. day. <laughs> um, you know, things that have happened with clients and stuff. And it's, it seems like, you know, when we talk about being on the path or being a light worker, it seems like there's that progression, like we're going from A to B. And why is that? Well, we want more life out of life. We want more love out of life. We want, we want more, more energy. It could be anything. It's just that we're not really looking for an answer anymore. We just want something a little different or want to tweak something over there. We And like you say, we I think collectively we are getting to the point where we're kind of wanting to shape and drive what happens in our world. And so if we could do it with intention, then, you know, that's great. If we can look at an astrology report or uh, get information about where a planet is, then we can sort of tap into the energy of Uranus and Aries. And wow, what would I do if I needed to start a start a new company right now? What would that look like? Oh, well, Uranus is in Aries. That's why I'm thinking that. Yeah, especially yeah, technology <laughs> yeah. and yes, technology all the things that Uranus is is doing. Yeah, that's that's definitely really uh, Im- important. You know, to look at the timing and yet. Stay, uh, you know, not not make that your God, you know, that's that's really a critical thing, too. And that's this kind of striving for perfection or purification or I don't even know what other words I would put in there. But that's not quite, I think, what we're doing as a collective. I think we're trying to be more inclusive. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, that whole myth of, of perfection, I think that's uh, one. Utopia. Like, utopia is dead. Right, right. That's what I'm feeling. That's that word.
word. And that word was a really popular word in 1776. Right, right, right. That, that there would be some, some perfect system. And, and, you know, it, the thing is we're always in evolution. Now we had a really great uh, art exhibit here in Denver uh, recently. It's stayed for a couple months called a passport to Paris. And so we had French art from uh, the 1600s through the very beginning of the 1900s. And what was so amazing was to watch the evolution from classical themes. So, of course, the original stuff was what people had in the, at court, you know, in the Greek gods and the biblical references. So it's like it hadn't changed in, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. But, boy, then the age of enlightenment comes in, the revolutions come in, and you see, see the influence so finally people don't have to paint Greek gods anymore and Mary and Jesus and no disrespect to that but it's just they had been locked into having to do that or portraits of lords and ladies and so you just see this flourishing of ideas and finally a celebration of working people you know these these portraits of a somebody digging potatoes and this this respect for the working people making the bread and that kind of thing and and then uh you know paris blossoms and becomes a city of two million so what do the painters do they're like we gotta get out of here so the you know the <laughs> plein air movement starts and they take their easels out to the country and and you know it was but but that point that you're making is that it's what what really struck me is it's constantly in evolution. There is never we're human. We're there's never going to be a point at which we say, I mean, well, I think that point comes that you, you know you leave your body. You know, if you're like I'm done and it can't get any better. You know? I mean, we're always going to strive. It's yeah, we're always in motion. So yeah, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's part of this energy of that carnal cross where you know we can let go of the striving for utopia because yeah we're always going to be changing and growing yes yeah and it's a huge growth point too because it's all cardinal it's all trying to push us through the other side of something and we may not you know we probably won't know it on april 20th through 24th it may be something that we look back in you know in a couple years and say wow all those things kind of happened at this time we're kind of like i remember watching there are a few good documentaries on the whole you know wall street debacle the housing market debacle but you know there were there were people even um, from the Clinton administration, warning years earlier, saying this is not good, these policies, and we need some oversight on derivatives, you know, and and they were just shut down, you know. So, again, that information didn't come out until all was said and done. So, I, I ha you know, I'm not thinking, you know, and I, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think that it's, you know, on April 20th through 24th, you know, the world's going to turn upside down. I mean, there's always something going on somewhere, you know what I mean? And I think sometimes people get into the fear thing, again, because we have that kind of access to information, like when we just had this uh, set of winter storms, people were going crazy with the sea, it's the end of the world, and it's it's a sign and all that. And when you actually go back and look through the figures, we're having fewer mm -hmm. and fewer extreme weather events and freeze events. It's actually tapering off, which does sort of bolster the global warming argument that, it you know, we're not going into the deep freezes and extreme freezes with nearly the frequency we had uh, 30 years ago. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, come on, let's, let's just stop. Let's back check and, you know, 
see see where it yeah, lands. Take out the farmer's <laughs> almanac. Yeah, 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 and and then look through the the statistics that were kept about how frequently we had temperatures that hit whatever level. You know, just just you know the. Uh, Look, just just fact check before, especially spreading all the fear, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, th- I think that we and we all have like a role to play in in that's what I think is also so powerful. You know, it's what each of us are are posting on our Twitter or Instagram or not. You know, we're just like I don't want to click that or be part. You know what I mean? So that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about Jupiter going into Leo. Yay, the second half of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. It's everything's sort of like there's a couple of phases to look at this year, you know, and really this first one, there is sort of a culmination point in late April. April, you know, be pretty strong for it. And then July through July 1st with those retrogrades. And then we have some of the outer planets um, coming out of retrograde in July. And, and um, but yeah, July 25th, uh, Jupiter goes into Leo and that's, um, starts bringing some fire back into the picture for, you know, last year we had the grand water trine and we've had a, a lot of planets uh, in water and earth. And so now we get to, uh, in, including the nodes, the lunar nodes uh, are going to shift to the Aries uh, Libra axis from the Scorpio Taurus one. So that's going from water and earth to fire and air. So, yeah, the, the the that's part of the picture as we head into 2015, and by the end of the year, uh, Saturn will go into Sagittarius. So that's another fire sign. So yeah, well, we'll start to get some fire energy headed, and of course, we've got Uranus all, all the way in Aries. So we'll start to talk about a, a grand fire trine. <laughs> I have to look a little further ahead in my ephemeris to see if those are all going to be exact sometime um, in 2015. But yeah, at least it. I feel like a all this earth air thing is the physical structure and the emotional, but the fire is the spirit. So maybe we've learned something and we're ready to be even more in our spiritual essence. We're doing a little bit of cleanup in the first part of the year. Then we get to sort of play around with the energy in a little more, the little more exuberance, I guess, a little more, um, I guess, bringing more fun into the whole picture. Yeah. after We sort of cleaned, cleaned up. Yeah, kind of what's going on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, cancer rules the the home, the family. So this could be family of origin stuff, but it's it's the home. And Leo is creativity. It's fire. It's uh, playful. It's theatrical. And so I think it's sort of like yeah, you know, when you got to go outside of the house and play. <laughs> so and it's Jupiter, so it's expansive. So yeah, and that that'll be that'll last like about a year. Uh, I don't know if the date in front of me for when it when it comes out. It should be about mid 2015. Uh, so yeah, nice, nice, you know time to, to, to play in the creativity yeah the, the creativity it cannot be underestimated and and with the uranus in aries you know it can just come out of nowhere and have that brilliance and and be something that catches on literally like wildfire around the net and we see that with websites all the all the time things that are seem like where everybody is and all of a sudden then nobody's there anymore you know <laughs> so you know it's 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 like that yeah it's like the 15 minutes of fame thing yeah yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, that's very Uranus and Aries. Yeah. Yeah. And then Pluto and Capricorn is letting the structure sort of become something else. Yeah. That serves us in this time. Yes. And then what other alignment do you think has that sort of big splash? I mean, Neptune and Pisces, we haven't been talking about. And I wonder what effect Neptune and Pisces is, is having, and it'll be in Pisces for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. The, that one was part of the Grand Water Trine of 2013, and it is uh, – it's – not moving, you know, because it's it is slower moving. Uh, it just moves a few degrees, you know, throughout a year. And uh, but see, that's the one. If we think of the the wave on the rock, uh, mm-hmm. how look how long it takes for the wave to break down the rock, but it just keeps going and keeps gently doing it so that's probably you know that's so perfect the way you said that because yeah we wouldn't be talking about neptune and pisces because that's not how it rolls you know it has (laughs) it has this subtle indelible quality to it it's working from within and that's again if you went to that beach every day and you looked at that rock you probably would not see the change you know what i mean because it takes I mean, how many thousands of years or hundreds of years to wear it down that, you know, past our perspective. And I I think that's so much of how Neptune and Pisces works. But it's also a nice place to meditate if you're stuck in in terms of problem solving and you or you feel like you're in a situation you don't know what to do or how to get out of or change. Then you can really call in that energy and feel like you're going there to meditate because it's incredibly artistic and creative and can help you tap into that part of your being that has the answer within. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to ask you about your infusions because you've been playing with that for a while. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. That's um, that, that, and that may be part of the Pisces one, you know? Um, yeah. We just, I just finished Capricorn. So we're 10 signs through and what these are, are mini meditations uh, with audio, with um, audio visual material for you to work with based on astrology. So I work with each sign and I find a quality of it that I think uh, is helpful. So in other words, if we're feeling like unmotivated and that we just can't, we know what we want to do, but we can't find the energy. So I started with Aries, you know, so that, that is a, an, an infusion and we work with red energy and we pull it up and I want you moving around while you're, it's an active meditation. And then Taurus would be fixed earth. So if you're feeling like you need to be grounded or you need a better sense of security the Taurus one, it's all original music, and then I give you uh, worksheets and uh, background information about the energies you're working with and instructions on working with the um, infusion. So it's that idea that, you know, you can work with each of the energies. They're not just intellectual facts. They're collective energies, and they represent, you know, I guess archetypal would be the word. Um, so, yeah, they're, and so I'm up to the, I just released the 10th sign, which is Capricorn, and I'm actually just starting to work this weekend on Aquarius, which is really fun, because you get to get really out there with Aquarius. And then the Pisces one, that's, that probably will be just what we talked about, which is the going within, because that answer and that peace and that well-being is, 
is right there. It's just slowing down long enough and detaching from the all day long (laughs) Uh, to to access it and find a little time to to tune into it. So, yeah, those have been a blast. And thank you. I was just thinking about that as I was before we went to the show. I was like, gosh, it's just so great to have so many powerful and talented women in my life who encourage me, you know, because I think those things truly started because you let me write original music to astrology reports that we started doing like over a year ago. And I think yeah. there's a sun into Scorpio and you, you're like, yeah, I guess it's just throw an astrology report. And I was like, okay. And I was like, can I write the music? And you're like, yeah. And so it's, it's just <laughs> totally evolved, you know? And, uh, and it's just, it's, it's a real pleasure. I love, I just love, I get, just get lost in the music. Like hours go by and then I go like, where am I? <laughs> okay. And then I get to work with the color for the artwork, which, so it's, it's like all those things. It's just truly light work, you know, just, vibration of color and sound coming together to work with with the you know astrological energies oh it's so cool yeah it's really fun thank you <laughs> yeah so what's next you know um uh, me personally i'm finishing finishing music school uh the you know all if all goes well that should be this spring and i'm super excited about it because I've, I've been working really really hard in fact i um, haven't been able to put as much into my newsletters as i normally do because of school but everybody's been super cool about that you know and i'm you know giving readings and uh finishing up music school and then i, I just want to see where where the guides that'll land me here in Colorado in spring when it's you know really beautiful and uh, this is an incredible place to get outdoors and uh, so I'm just kind of seeing where it all it all takes me this year and you know now with the skill set and really honing those skills you know because they it's like boot camp you know it's musical yeah. boot camp Berkeley you know it's just it's some of the best in the world but you know it I mean they, there is no I mean it, the whole thing is so intense you know it's just from day one in each class you're just on it every day you know driven <laughs> so I, I think of those videos I've seen of like marines you know at boot camp and they just get back to their bunk at night and just crash you know <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like that but super I mean super rewarding and and uh I, I think it wouldn't be as rewarding if it weren't as challenging so I'm, I'm excited just whatever spirit has next you know and I, I it's all just kind of coming together and so it's it just I don't know that's <laughs> I'll see that open you're that's how you're surfing the way I am I am yeah okay so thanks so much for sharing so much information about the astrology for this year. I think we can percolate on that for a little bit. And, you know, we have a lot to work with this year. Yeah, we do. We really, that, that, that's the biggest thing that I keep sharing with clients is all the cardinal energy is saying, don't just sit there thinking about what you want to do. Start taking steps towards it, but really give yourself permission to experiment. You, you don't don't get into a lot like I'm gonna do it this way and it's gonna go blah, 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 blah. that rigidity won't work you know and the way that you think you want it is probably not the way it's gonna turn out so don't get too locked into the how at all just feel like you have a direction and let the cardinal energy support you in that and be willing to throw a few things against the wall especially with all the retrogradation for the first half of the year because 
it get, you just get to find out how to do it better or what might work better and you won't find out that if you don't try a few things so yeah experiment and enjoy <laughs> okay thank you you're welcome